At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All these guys who run these organizations who talk about analytics, they have one thing in common. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get the game. Welcome to VEASAN's Hardwood Handicappers. As you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, geek. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. Welcome in, second hour, Hardwood Handicappers. We will get to hard, uh, like handicapping the hardwood in this hour, we mm-hmm. promise. Uh, we do have a wild PGA championship. We have a playoff underway. Uh, for those who are just joining us, to set the scene very quickly, one Mito Pereira, Chilean golfer, who is on his way to becoming the first Chilean golfer to win a major, uh, collapses on the 18th hole, finds the water, about a foot-long strip of water yes. that you can only find, goes driver, finds it. He ends up... Um, Falling back two strokes. So Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris are in a playoff right now in the PGA Championship. It is a three-hole aggregate. As we were going through it, I'll let you present the numbers here, Wes. Uh, If you're going off of performance in this tournament, in these holes, it is Will Zalatoris who's got a pretty good edge here. And before I do get to that, uh, by the way, just to kind of put a cap on Mito Pereira, we're not rubbing salt in the wound here if you had him. Close your ears, Brian. a big number. We know uh, uh, one of our crack staff here at VEASAN, one of our contributors, Will Hill, also had a ticket on Mito Pereira. He was just DMing me on the Twitter machine. To start the day in terms of win probability, this is per Data Golf, and you could follow them on Twitter at Data Golf. Mito Pereira was 51% to go ahead and win this Wanamaker Trophy at the PGA Championship. Will Zalatoris, 14.6%. Justin Thomas, 1.2% to start the day. And he was only put out there at 33 to 1, so it's like the true probability. You're probably getting cheated if you bet those odds, honestly, on Justin Thomas. But back to what you were leading in with. 
three-hole aggregate, as you mentioned, this par 5, 13th. Advantage Willie Z, by the way. He is down the middle. Justin Thomas hit the right rough off the tee. Will Zalatoris, minus three so far this week on this par 5, 13th. Justin Thomas, only even par. These par 5s, only two of them on this course that play around 650 yards uh, apiece, give or take a few yards. These are not birdie holes. These are not guaranteed holes to reach the green and two like we see most weeks. In fact, it's been a three-shot hole for pretty much almost the entire field. So, Will Zalatoris, the advantage on the par 5, go to the 17th, which is drivable Par four, 302 yards it's playing to from uh, the tee to the stick today. Will Salatoris minus three, Justin Thomas minus two. And then you get to number 18, that tough par four. Justin Thomas even par for the week. Will Salatoris one over. All right. And uh, last time, Ida Pereira, who has met with the media, uh, tells him, quote, on 18, I wasn't even thinking about the water. I just wanted to put it into play. I was really nervous. I tried to handle it a little bit, but it's really tough. I thought it was going to win on 18, but it is what it is. So we'll see uh, what is going to happen on these playoff holes. So with that, we'll keep an eye on the, the playoff holes. We won't follow it stroke to stroke. There's a wild finish. Kind of had to do it there. Uh, let's transition because we do have less than an hour before tip mm-hmm. between Golden State and Dallas. So to update what's going on here from a line perspective, uh, as the Dallas Mavericks are back at home after a 2-0 series hole, and this is where I think the market's kind of getting a little out of hand with the situation here, Wes. Team betters love the down to nothing going back home. Oh, yeah. And it's not just first quarter, first half. They just love the team. Yeah, in general. And, and you and I have both played it over the years, as has Matt Humans, who joined us at the end of last hour, because it's a great situation. I was saying 36 and 12 against yep. the number for that first half team, but it's, you know, it's something you always like to say if you know it, they know it. The odds makers absolutely know this, so they are going to tax you to the moon if they're going to make you lay this. So you are not getting a bargain in the number. Man, but the market just won't uh, won't stop. Dallas up to a three and a half point favorite for the game. They are a three and a half point favorite over at the Westgate in the first half and in the first quarter at this point right now, laying two and a half in multiple shops, including the one we're sitting at right now here, the Circus Sportsbook. And here's and this is this is pretty wild because you look at this right now in this postseason, we have had six situations. We have six times where the team is down two nothing in this mm-hmm. postseason alone. Like you're three and three straight up, three and three against the spread uh, in those games. So not a lot of value there. If you hit it fifty percent, you're down. If you played all of these situations uh, because of the vig, obviously. And, and what my problem with situations like this is to paint the picture of why you're not getting any value it's really clear that these aren't true lines. Go to a couple of examples, yeah. right? Like Denver, they go down 2 nothing West. They go back home for game three. They're just catching three. They lose and they fail to cover that game. Game four, Warriors are a five-point favorite. Brooklyn, down 2 nothing goes back home. They're a four-point favorite in game three. Lose, don't cover. They're a one-point favorite in game four. Toronto and Philly, there's a lot of noise there because of injuries and whatnot, but Philly, two-point favorite in game three, ultimately a three-point favorite in game four. But the biggest difference was, how about this, Dallas themselves – when they went down 2-0 to Phoenix, they came back home. They were a one-and-a-half-point favorite in Game 3, mm-hmm. closed as a three-point underdog in Game 4 after winning Game 3. <laughs> and that tells you that you're not getting any value in some of these numbers. I mean, it's it's very clear. Plus, when you take out the point spread and obviously all the trends, too, the numbers would indicate, okay, maybe this could be the quote-unquote spot for Dallas because if you look – the Warriors' offensive rating at home, I think 119.8 is what I read, but it mm-hmm. drops to 108.7 on the road. Meanwhile, Dallas much better at home on defense in the playoffs, 118.4 on the road, 102.4 at home. So, look, you're you're obviously getting those numbers accounted for, plus what you talk about with the betting patterns. And, yeah, you just you, – you absolutely are getting cheated in terms of the pure numbers, so you got to dictate, okay – 
do we want to play the situation or do we want to play the line here? And that, and that's really hard. And that's why I didn't end up doing it. And look, I may leave winners off the table. Maybe it gets there easy and I overthink this. But Dallas, I do think coming back home, you would think just on the surface, they're going to play a little bit better. I, I thought, and look, they played great in the first half at Golden State. What was, what was it? Was it 72 to... 59 or something in the first half. They were up double mm-hmm. digits yeah, in, in, yeah. Oh, in yeah. game two. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't do anything in the third quarter. And I was uh, looking and seeing uh, old Spencer Dinwiddie. He was really struggling in that game, too. And it was like I was watching Shark Tank and Mark Cuban sitting there and goes, I'm out in mm-hmm. terms of playing him any more minutes because I thought he really struggled. Brunson and Doncic tried to carry him. But really, the 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 ancillary players, Maxi Kleber and those guys, just did not have a very good game. And the Warriors, Kevin Looney, he has been an absolute re- revelation, I think, not only in game uh, number two, but also the closeout game against Memphis. Just a hustler all over the floor. Yeah, the biggest thing here for me when you look at this, and it's been, you know, if you're Dallas, it sounds very simple, but you got to make some of your shots. In game one, expected to score 16 more points on shot quality numbers, 23% better on offense. That doesn't happen, right? And if you look at some of the other numbers in terms of, like, their three-point shooting, the Mavericks have been a catch-and-shoot, drive-and-kick, catch-and-shoot type of team. Mm -hmm. But in this series, up to this point through two games, 32.8% on catch-and-shoot three-point attempts compared to 41.3% in the first two rounds of the postseason. The massive difference. you got to hit your catch-and-shoot opportunities. They're taking about one more uh, pull-up jumper uh, from beyond the arc per game as opposed to what they did in the first two rounds. So just kind of create more in isolation as mm-hmm. opposed to going within the flow of your offense. And that's been the big deal here is you got to be able to hit your shots. The first the, the first game, they weren't going down. And in the second game, if you look at some of the shot quality metrics, it's been nuts what Golden State has been able to do. How about this? According to Cleaning the Glass, Golden State has an effective field goal percentage of 64.3% in this series so far. But their location effective field goal percentage, what the team's percentage, West would be if it shot league average from each location is 51.1%. Yeah. They've just been making really tough shots. So you would assume that in a foreign venue that maybe that efficiency on tight windows, tough shots comes down a little bit. Going back to the numbers you referenced for Golden State at home. Yeah, because it seems like Dallas, look, what their plan is basically is to take, you know, and I've been saying it throughout the playoffs. It's like, okay, let's take 43s and see if we can make 16 of them. We got a good yeah. chance. We shoot 40%. And and that's kind of like what they have to do. It's kind of like how Boston has been playing, especially in that semifinal series against Milwaukee, where you were so, I think, undersized. Now, they were undersized against Phoenix. I don't know how much more they're undersized really against Golden State because Kevin Looney, even though he's a center, he is not what you think of a true center, like a true postman. And it's just amazing. It just says, you know, how this league is playing. This is a different NBA than I grew up with, JBT. You were a young man back there in the 90s and I being a teenager. And it was all about play through the post, play through Shaq, play through Hakeem, play through Robinson or Ewing. You just don't see that anymore. It's just you got to take 45 threes and see if you can make, you know, 18 or 19 of them. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because you bring up Looney. I was going through some of the, uh, you know, the player props, point totals, things like that. And if you're the Dallas Mavericks, and if you're going to start to continue to trap a Steph Curry, mm-hmm. double him off of screens, things like that, uh, Looney's been great in this series. 10 points in the first game, 21 in the second. It's been coming off of sl- slipping and rolling. Like this could be another game in which he is pretty big. If you're going to continue down this path of we just got to get the ball out of Steph Curry's hands, it's going to open up the floor for a guy like Looney and has for the first two games. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 just the hustle. I mean, he was 
that Memphis game where, you, you know, Memphis lost by double digits in that game six. It's like, how did they lose this game? They just got out hustled. He got yep. every rebound and just beat them to the ball. And, you know, Dallas, I think that they know what they what they have to do. And look, I gave them a chance to win this series. I did not bet the series prize, but I gave them a chance because I thought, you know, Golden State's a little bit vulnerable. But the third quarter Warriors phenomenon, I still think is like a thing here. And you're going to see that obviously already priced to the moon. And they came out in the third quarter and absolutely took over the game. All right, update really quickly. We are done with the first playoff hole. Both golfers, birdie. Um, what was that, 13? Yeah, or JT uh, hit a nice little wedge in there to about four feet, made birdie. Will Salatoris actually uh, was on the green in two, had an eagle putt, did not go in, so he he goes ahead and taps it in. So one under par. This, by the way, is an aggregate score after three. I believe that it goes in the sudden death after that. Uh, they don't. I don't think they redo it again and play more aggregate holes. So one under so far on the par 513. And Justin Thomas, I believe, he was even par uh, for this week. Like I said, these par fives are not giveaways. These are not the normal birdie holes. When we watch the PGA Tour every week, it's like, okay, driver, wedge, pitch, and putt. You know, that's what it is. This is not the case today. Man, this is great. All right, so we'll have our eye on that here. Uh, last 60 seconds, this is the other thing that I think has really stuck out because we talk about Dallas defensively. You know, One of the things I wrote down in my notes is, you know, the, like essentially limitations with your defense because in the last round, Frank Nilekina was able to play good minutes for you defensively. It, it, he's a liability now at this point in yeah. the series. You can't put him out there. You need some sort of offense. They tried Josh Green the other day. He played five minutes. They, they got only got scored, uh, outscored by a point, but he only took one shot. Didn't look really good. And you look at their starting rotation, Dwight Powell. He's in the starting lineup again today. Mm-hmm. 28 minutes played through two games. He's minus 28. Like there, there, there's so many different. Like the Warriors, they're not the same Warriors of old. Right. But they will make. They will find the flaws in your roster. And through two games, kids got some questions to ask. And I don't know if Powell in the starting lineup is the uh, is the answer, but we'll find out, I guess. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. We're on the second playoff hole here. Three hole aggregate between Will Zalatoris, Justin Thomas, and hey, Wes is here. We also have WNBA talk at the very, very end of the show. I think he's going to enjoy that with Danielle Avari. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to VEASAN's Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. This segment of Hardwood Handicappers brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. They come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. And it's never been easier to find your Zen. So visit Zen.com slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find to locate a store near you. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, real quick update as we are keeping an eye. Wes Reynolds has decided to stick around pretty much for the entire show. Thank you, Wes, mm-hmm. as always. Uh, we are in a playoff between Will Zalatoris, Justin Thomas, and a more favorable position here for Thomas on the second playoff hole, no? Yeah, an absolute bullet uh, for Justin Thomas. So he drove the green. So he is going to have an eagle opportunity. Certainly, you would think he's going to get up and down and at least make a birdie. Zalatoris misses the green. So looking at the uh, price here at BetMGM, uh, who, which is what I have open in front of me, JT minus $3 plus $2 on Will Zalatoris. Tough. Tough for my guy, Willie Z. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference Finals uh, because we had quite the result yesterday. 109-103, the final score. Boston Celtics go down to the Miami Heat in what looked like was going to be a very good situation for them. But before the game, Robert Williams gets ruled out with a knee injury. So that throws a wrench in the entire thing. And uh, they come out, as I texted Matt yesterday, uh, like a team who was already up in the series and had uh, some leeway to work with, Mm -hmm. and they did not. Jimmy Butler goes down at halftime. And the Heat still stave them off the entire second half. They gained no ground in the third quarter, uh, really. Win the sec- or win the fourth, but it ultimately is all for nothing. They cut it to one point, one point, but then ultimately cannot get back into this game. Wanted to talk about a couple of angles here. First off, here's Emi Udoka after the game talking about the schematic issues and what Miami presented to them in that win. Guarded with some physicality, or they increased theirs. We also talked about Adebayo been struggling in this series. He's going to come out extra aggressive put his head down, we didn't match it. Uh, we had been playing physical defense initially and kind of limiting him, obviously, but other guys as well. And uh, for the most part, it felt like they were continually driving. Uh, we weren't getting rebounds, and so they out-hustled us 50-50 balls. But um, it was a concerted effort on their part to put their head down and try to be the more physical team. And they- So he mentions Bam Adebayo, who was incredible. How about some of these numbers, Wes? This is from uh, George Sedano over at ESPN. Bam Adebayo's 41 minutes, 30 seconds, the most played this postseason. He attempted a career-high 22 shot attempts. He recorded a 25% usage rate, his highest in the game this postseason. He finished with 82 touches, 72 in the first two games of the series combined. Bam Adebayo recorded 13 post-ups and isolations, most in the game this postseason. He was the setter for 14 dribble handoff screens, tied for most in the game this postseason. He set 34 on-ball screens, second most in the game this postseason. And finally, 
He became the second center to travel at least three miles in a game this postseason, joining Carl Anthony Towns. Wow. Adebayo was freaking awesome in that game. And was the main and, reason why they were to overcome the loss of Jimmy Butler. And we know that Boston lacks size here. They got beat, by the way, uh, to your point about Bam, 48-34 to 34 in the PIP, points in the paint. And you look, you're seeing that's what happens with Boston. I thought, you know, Udoka made a good adjustment in game two to go small, but it's like they already are small. Yep. You know, they're going smaller. It's like, what can you do? Obviously, you got to play Al because Al is the adult in the room. And I think a veteran like that does make a difference for a really young team that's trying to come together. But you just don't have a lot of uh, size down there. I think they played uh, Daniel Tice about or Tice about 11 minutes yesterday. And even then... And he was starting. Like, I didn't yeah. really like him starting. Yeah, like, I didn't either. It, it, you know, you, you mentioned going small. Like, when they brought Grant Williams on the floor in game one, game two, that changed everything. Mm-hmm. When, when they went to that smaller lineup, I thought you would roll with that, just given yeah. everything and how, how yeah, successful yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I did too, because I don't think Tice is like... I remember they used to do that, or Brad Stevens used to do that a little bit with Aaron Baines Yeah, in, in the previous. And uh, our old colleague, I saw a tweet from our old uh, mate, Jacob Roach, and he was like, I miss Aaron Baines with the Boston yeah. Celtics. And look, Dice just isn't a true like post guy necessarily like Baines is. So, yeah, you saw the difference there in points in the paint. But really, the difference last night was the turnovers. Yep. 24 turnovers. Boston was just throwing. I mean, they were throwing it all over the yard last night. So, you know, Miami, of course, takes advantage of that. 33 points off those turnovers. So it'll be interesting to see. I thought, you know, Spo, I also saw Miami go a little bit of zone last night. So yes. I, it's really cool to kind of see what I think are two really good coaches here in Adoka well, and, and Spo kind of try to outmaneuver each other. And, and like kind of as a big basketball fan that offsets some of these blowouts, watching the schematic changes that some of these coaches yeah. will pull out. Yeah, if you're if you're like a total basketball geek, ab, this is the series for you. If obviously you're a better, especially if you're an underbacker, uh, and, 0-3. Right, and so and you mentioned, right, in one one of the big reasons, too, is the turnovers are a big problem. It causes the offense to just completely hit neutral. Ime Udoka, uh, one more from him after the game, talking about the continued issues because the offense going cold has been a problem throughout the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about it. So uh, we are, by the way, we are still watching this golf. Will Zalatoris hits his birdie putt by. He will settle for par. JT with a birdie here on the 17. So that will put him two under to the aggregate. One under for Will Zalatoris. Updated in play prices. JT minus $5. Will Zalatoris plus 350 So this is... What... This will be a par here at the par four seventeenth. Because okay. Will drove yeah. it right, and then hit a nice little bitch. Had a, had a birdie attempt there, but uh, JT, of course, drove the green 36 feet for eagle. That was basically a tap-in uh, for the birdie putt. So JT looks like, and he's still got to make it, though, by the way, but yep. you would think at about two and a half, three feet that he is going to make it, but you never know. This is a major championship. I have seen guys miss, you know, 18-inch putts. And great players, and we, we saw that. I think it was Rom uh, yeah, yep. uh, at the Masters. You know, he missed like some kind of like less than a foot putt or something like that. So Justin Thomas, it is priced in the market that they believe he is going to make. But if he doesn't, that'll immediately disappear, and then the prices will change accordingly. All right, so this is pretty big. We'll uh, we'll hold our breaths for this one, mainly because again, both of us have action here. Uh, Willie Z let me down. Come on, Will. I believed in you the whole way. Never gave up. Never did. Even when the lady on the book laughed at me and said, "You've been on Will's Zalatoris," and I was like, "Yes." The yes, lady I did. at the book laughed at you. No, nah, she didn't laugh. She was just she just asked, she's like, "Really? You're on Zalatoris?" And I was like, "Yeah." 
She's like, he wasn't even on my radar. They don't they don't laugh at your ah, action, JBT. On. They they uh they have like a little whisper thing there, like, oh, JBT is here. We better yeah, freaking right. adjust these numbers right now. All right. Hey, really quickly, uh guys, let's uh, let's play Emi Odoka one more time about the stagnating offense, because this has been a problem for Boston uh throughout this entire postseason. Udoka made uh made um made some comments about it, mentioned the turnovers as well. Let's hear from him after the game yesterday. Turnovers is, is that's one part of it. Obviously, uh, we had eight in that quarter, eight of you know ten at halftime. We said this clean that up, and we almost got our first half total in that quarter. Um, and then defensively, not matching their physicality on offense. Um, you know, we turn it over. It's obviously tough to get some of those stops, and when we do defend well in the half court, so leaking out, getting some easy baskets, but also just their physicality went up. And um, obviously, they spoke up about being embarrassed and wanted to come out and prove something. Yeah, and he mentions, alludes to it there. At the end of that first half, they actually go on a run, mm -hmm. and they cut it to 15. And that was, I think, the the agonizing part about Boston. When they were holding on to the ball and when they were actually right. running their stuff, right. when they were attacking the seams in the zone, when they were kicking it back out to open shooters, when they were doing what they were supposed to be doing, I don't want to say they looked like the better team, but they looked much better than they did when they were turning the ball over left and right and allowing yeah. Miami to get to that big lead. Yeah, no question about it. By the way, not a very good game for Jason Tatum None. after he'd had that superstar performance uh, basically uh, before. And I think it's really become a top 10 player in the league. Would you agree with that, Jason Tatum, top 10? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yes. I, I, not I always... quite up there with Giannis and the Embiid's and the Jokic's of the world. He's but... definitely, yes, he's one among the top 10 players in the NBA at this yeah. point. He's, he's definitely yeah. become that. Should be a contender for most valuable yeah, player Yeah, it was Jalen Brown that was carrying him last night, but uh, really uh, just a bad game for Tatum. He had six of those turnovers. Jalen Brown, for his own part, did have seven. And do you think that they just – I mean, how how many possessions was Marcus Smart out last night when he left the floor? It wasn't that many. I okay, like I, yeah, I didn't know how long he was seven? out. Because, it wasn't that long. Because I was like, did that just throw him off a of rhythm? Because every time I would look up, it's like they're throwing the ball away, this team. Yeah, it was really bad. Like, and that, that was – that's the irritating part about it. It was turnovers where Miami Heat defenders weren't having to move from their spot. Mm -hmm. It was, let me try to fit this lob pass into the low post where the guy's already being fronted and he's bigger, yeah. by the way, already, and you can't get it over him. It was trying to sling a pass in the corner when a dude's just standing there and he's just got to reach a paw out right. and snatch it and and then run in the uh run in transition. Now, real quick question for you because I, I think it's like minus 110 most places, but there are some even monies there on the Celtics. You take a fair price at this standpoint through game 3. I took 120 yeah. after game 1 and and then I also have that Eastern Conference future I know you have and you're sitting prettier than anybody with these NBA futures, but do you think is that bettable, or do you think there's any value in that? I do, and like we we got reports today that Robert Williams is progressing; he's going to be fine. I mean, but then again, we we heard that too, and then he still misses time here and there. I think if you if we know that we're going to get Marcus Smart, who said he, who is reportedly having some ankle ankle swelling today, uh, Robert Williams, who is having some knee issues too, if you're going to tell me they're going to be available down the stretch, then I think the Celtics are the better mm -hmm. team. They can still win this series, and that is a better Yeah, we number. were talking about that, too. It's like, I think they're better than this team, yep. and I think that's just a really good matchup, and nevertheless, Miami up 2-1 to one going into Game 4. Yes. All right, so uh, as we were watching this final playoff hole, Will Zalatoris got to get something done. He's down by the stroke, so he has to find some magic. But it looks like Justin Thomas, I think, that drove him by just a scoosh here. On the yeah, 18th. Justin Thomas hit that cut shot there on 18, a beautiful Same one shot. as he did on yes. the 18 right to close up the Yeah, uh, five birdies, by the way, in his last 11 holes for Justin Thomas. Damn, my dude, dude. You think he's won a major before? That guy looks freaking awesome, yes. Justin Thomas. All right, we'll come back. We'll have the close of this. We'll have more on the NBA, where we're at at this point right now. 
throw a couple of other things about like by the way everybody was all pissed about these new trophies we actually have odds up now on who's going to win eastern conference and western conference finals mvp there's a lot of fun stuff to bet on come back here on hardwood handicap welcome to vsin's hardwood handicappers now here's your host jonathan von tobel All right, last 30 minutes here on Hardwood Handicappers. Uh, we have gotten to the handicapping of the hardwood. Uh, Wes Reynolds is alongside, too, by the way. Oh, thanks, buddy. I, I paused. <laughs> I appreciate that. Answer the call, Cash, with DraftKings Connect, the Victory Challenge, sponsored by Verizon. Play for free in this nine-part prediction pool series and take your shot at grabbing a share of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to draft, uh, DraftKings.com slash Verizon now to join the action. Verizon, America's most reliable 5G network. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So we're on our final playoff hole. Justin Thomas uh, setting himself up wonderfully to take this thing from Will Zalatoris. Uh, Zal- oh, look at this shot from Justin Man, Thomas. Man, yep. that's a very good one here. And uh, look, all he needs to do is two-putt because yep. Will Zalatoris is going to – I think that went just a little bit off the green, so he's going to have to have Man. a pitch. Uh, they just took the uh, in-play wagering. I believe after Will Zalatoris' second shot, he was 11-1. to Justin Thomas minus uh, 2,500. So, look, Justin Thomas – overcame the bad weather draw too. Remember, he was six under par going into the weekend, and he's the one that had to play late on Thursday and early on Friday. That was the worst end of the draw and overcame that. I think combined for the two rounds, the other draw, the uh, early Thursday, late Friday, played like two strokes better when you combine the two rounds than the other side. So uh, Justin Thomas uh, hung in there and grinded all day. I can't believe he was only 1.2%. To yeah, go was, ahead and win this per data golf. That's unbelievable. And now uh, just a couple putts away. And uh, Bones McKay right there next to him. Phil Mickelson's longtime caddy who had been doing TV work and was happy doing TV work for NBC and Golf Channel. He said if there was one player I was going to come back for, it was Justin Thomas. And, you know, I think Justin Thomas kind of, you know, when he hadn't won a major in a few years and you're such a talented player, he is one of the elite players in the world. And, I, you know, I would say, you know, I easily top five, even though he's just ninth in the official world golf ranking. But this is an elite player that's like, you should he should win more. He should win more. He's got that one major. He's won 14 times on the BGA Tour, and he's not even 30 yet. Yeah, this is uh, this is honestly an incredible performance from Thomas, given everything that he has uh, had to gone through throughout this entire tournament, the way he closed out this final round, and then to get to this point. And he's played these playoffs the holes like freaking perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been incredible on these playoff holes. So, Will Zalatoris looks like he's going to fall to 0-2 in playoffs this year. Uh, so that's going to be tough for him, especially coming so close to a major. Uh, but as you have said before, these guys are going to be right there. But we were talking about this off the air, uh, kind of along the same vein of, you know, he's, he's, it looks like like a Scotty Scheffler, for example. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe this is the start of Scheffler not even sniffing another win on the yeah. tour, right, for a while. Yeah. Uh, even though it looked like he was going to be, again, one of these dominant dudes for a really long time. Sometimes these guys just fall off the face of the earth. They get hot for a while, and then it just disappears and cools down. Brooks Kepka being one of those. So we were talking about this. He's got two PGA championships, two U.S. Opens. Uh, correct? Got that yes. right? Yes. And um, during his hot streak, the Westgate Superbook hung up that prop. Seven and a half career major wins by 2040. That's how I, and, and mm-hmm. like that's it. In the moment, you think that seven and a half, he's got four. Because, it's going to be because, no problem. Because that's what we do. We yep. become prisoners of the moment. It's like, you know, a betting phenomenon we talk about every day. Betters bet what they see last, you know, what's incoming. It's like, oh man, this guy's going to be, you know, maybe the next Tiger. He's going to have like a four or five year run. And you never know. You just never know how many opportunities. If you would have told me, Justin Thomas, when he won that PGA at Quail Hollow in 2017, that, 
he was going to have to wait till 2022 maybe to get his next major. If you would have told me that, I wouldn't have believed you because I was like, okay, this guy's going to win one like every two years. And and he's still just mine. Keep in mind, he's only 29 years old as Will Zalatoris. Got to have this one. Obviously, you, you don't want to leave it short. He doesn't. He doesn't it leave by. it short. He does run it by. So he'll tap in for the par. So now Justin Thomas, uh, two putts to win the PGA Championship and get his second PGA. Like I said, 2017 at Quail Hollow and get a major championship. Uh, just stuck with it. And you know what? You got to give him credit too, because when you're out of it and you feel like you're done and you just grind and you just grind and you just keep at it, that's being a fighter. Yeah. And that's what you're looking for out of the elite players, because we know with an iron and with the wedge in his hand, he's arguably the best in the world. Him and Colin Marikawa, probably the best two iron players in the world. But to fight like that, look, Rory McElroy, you know, fought back early today and then kind of fell back. You know, it's just that one round took him out because I had Rory at the Masters and he shoots a Sunday 64. So that's what separates, I think, the elite players. And that's what Tiger Woods, that's what made him so much better, I think, than all of his competitors is that he never gave in. Yep. He never gave in. He was so he would just out tough you sometimes, you know, like that playoff when he had it with Rocco mediated Tory Bynes at the U.S. Open. He's playing on one leg and he's just so tough. And I think not, not a coincidence that Justin Thomas and Tiger are very close. They have a text chain with Freddie couples. I know a couple others, they were talking about that earlier this week. Tiger's kind of been a little bit of a mentor to Justin Thomas. And obviously he is listening very well. Yeah. To keep coming and coming the way that he did today. And uh, to now be in this position to potentially win this uh, major is going to, it's, it's freaking awesome. Uh, This was a great tournament and golf won it today. Absolutely. Yeah. Dynamic final round. Uh, for the PGA and the PGA Championship, it steals the show on a Sunday. Hell, it's still it's still an NBA show. We were supposed to talk about <laughs> we we're supposed to talk about the the playoffs today. Had all sorts. Now watch of stuff. that NBA game that we ignored. We finally get a good game because we've been bitching and complaining. It's right. like when are we going to get that signature moment here for the NBA? We just haven't had it except that Tatum uh, turnaround that you talked about uh, was obviously a really good one. But we haven't had those classic games just yet. As Justin Thomas is going to go ahead and tap in. He is your. Winner wow. of the 105th PGA Championship, uh, Justin Thomas. We'll see what the world golf ranking is in the morning, but right now, at least on top of the golf world, at least for today. I can honestly say, because I just really got into golf like when we uh, right around like 2014 or so, I can honestly say that was the greatest round of golf I've ever watched. No, no, that, that was special. And, and to be 1.2% chance at the start of the day. Now, we talked about the books were putting out 33 to 1, and that's the yep. respect for Justin Thomas. And for those he who don't shouldn't know, shouldn't have been 33 to 1. 1.2% is about 83 to 1. Yes. I'd like to give you an idea. But, but of, they ain't giving you that kind of cookie. So, uh, uh, Bones McKay, uh, back in the winner's circle, uh, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, and the new boss is Justin Thomas here on this afternoon. That was freaking awesome. All right. So, uh, we are about 20, uh, we'll call it uh, 30 minutes. NBA games always start late. 30 minutes away from tip-off between Golden State and Dallas. A very quick update. Uh, two three-and-a-halves have popped up on the board here okay. in favor of the Dallas Mavericks. And i got to tell you, Wes, at some point it is it is everything within me to not pull out the phone and take Golden four, State. which it's probably not going to do, if would it you did, bet yes. Golden State? Yes, I would. Because, yeah, one of those, by the way, bet MGM, I think it's three-and-a-half. No, it's juiced to the other side, so you got to take lay 115 on that spread. But, uh, yeah, start, everybody's betting that trend. I don't know what to do necessarily with the total either. 218-and-a-half down to about 216-and-a-half, a couple other. I, that number seems about right to me. Yeah, and double-check something really quickly just to make sure. 
They were not missing anything. Andrew Wiggins listed as probable, so he's going to go. Yeah, and nothing, and, and, and yeah. because we did see the three, and on that reaction of the Wiggins news earlier today, I think I saw some two and a halves, and then of course that trend keeps getting bad. You know, team down two nothing, and that becomes such a narrative. It's kind of like the zigzag thing in the NBA. You know, yeah. where where it's like if you're doing that long term, you're what at about fifty percent. Yeah, it's a thirty-two and twenty-eight in this postseason. Okay, think, so it's yeah. been a little bit better, but it's about I think taking it the last even, several years yep. about fifty percent. Obviously, when you're laying the eleven to ten, fifty percent is not going to make you any money. You got to be about fifty-two point four. Yeah, so you're at about fifty-three point three if you follow the zigzag the entire way. So you're you're up just barely uh, when it comes to following that trend at this point. But like when you're talking, so like, this is, this is the thing when it comes to like, when we're talking about like up to four now, mm-hmm. because if you measure out home court by the, the median result, home court in this postseason has gotten all the way up to the being worth about four, four and a half points. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been really strong to play at home. But it, you, to your, to your point, like if we're talking about like three and a half, four, you're saying that the Warriors, the difference between these two teams, that the Warriors are either just a half point yeah. better than Dallas or they're equals. And this is a Warriors team that covered five and a half and six. Yeah, on I was going to say, what did they close in game two? Was it six? Six. And, you okay, could, yeah, and, and they were be. six and a half at yeah, one point. Because, yeah, because uh, because I took seven on the bye minus twenty. Don't know how mm-hmm. I lost that game, but nevertheless, I did. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. and yeah, because it's like, okay, what's home court default really in the NBA? And it hasn't, you know, it hasn't mattered certainly in the Boston Miami series yep. necessarily so far. But uh, yeah, that's a, that, that's a big number adjustment. That's it an is. absolute way too big of a number adjustment. The, that's where you weigh the situation. And you know, I'm more of a situation guy, and so is Matt Humans. And you're more of a numbers guy, especially in the NBA. So that's that conflict. There's more than one way to do this. So. There's no right or wrong way necessarily. There's certain wrong mistakes that you shouldn't make, you know, like teasing through zero or something or doing something of that nature. But <laughs> nevertheless, the number value is not there. And you're absolutely right, I yeah. think, to inform the audience of that. Man, this is going to be wild if this gets all the way up to four. I don't think it is. There's just, there's yeah. just two spots. I got to think sp- that there's a buy point. Like well, somebody's buy point is going to be three and a half. And the two spots that are hanging three and a half are are, more, are, are books that tend to shade it in that direction a little bit mm-hmm. more. Like they're, they're more uh, public shops than anything else. Um, so I don't think it's going to get to that point. But it is, again, wild just to see the way the market reacts. And, and watch watch what happens. After this game, you know, barring any injury or anything like that, this number for game four, I am willing to bet, is going to be like Dallas minus one. Mm-hmm. You know, depend, unless anything, barring anything shocking here for Dallas, we're going to talk about like one and a half or something like that for Dallas. We'll see if that's yeah. the case. But uh, home court has been strong. We'll give it that. And maybe that is uh, actually going to play itself out. All right, we'll come back on the other side. Uh, Daniel Alvari is going to join us. It's Hardwood Handicappers. We have a lot to get to. There's a lot of strong trends in the WNBA. And I got to give Daniel credit. Uh, I had her on the podcast right before the season started. Called out a team that didn't play that well last year, so you might want to watch out for them. Well, they were 5-1 and one coming into today and 5-1 and one against the spread as well. Danielle joins us next. Welcome. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. DeVeeson's Hardwood Handicappers. Now here's your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. VEASAN summer specials here for only, wow, $39. You're going to get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vcin.com. Subscribers are going to get access to all of it. That includes Adam Burke's Daily Major League Baseball Best Bets. I've got Best Bets of the NBA Finals. Man, we're, we're less than two weeks away from the start of the Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice for the Stanley Cup playoffs, plus lots of NFL preseason coverage and more. If you want the full vcin experience, features daily best bet email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, and much more. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. All right, bring in Danielle Alvari, who is nice enough to uh, give us some time on this very busy Sunday. And Wes is sticking around because Wes is a WNBA fan, a big Indiana Fever guy, uh, who <laughs> unfortunately got pasted earlier today by a score of 92. That's going to be a regular occurrence, by the way. They're going to be a fun team to watch, but they're going to take some I was going to say, they're plucky. You know, looking at their numbers, they're a little bit better than I think uh, the, uh, the record would indicate. But Danielle is with us. And uh, as I was saying, Danielle, we were singing your praises a little bit earlier. Uh, I had you on the podcast right before the season started. And asked you about some undervalued teams. You, you pointed at the Mystics potentially being one with some better health. And sure enough, coming in today, 5-1 straight up and against a spread. They lose and don't cover against the Sky, but still a great start for the Mystics. And they seem to be just what you thought, an undervalued team coming into the season. Absolutely. I mean, Elena Deladon wasn't really sure what to expect with her being out for so long. Really haven't seen her play since 2019. But I knew that was going to be a huge boost for this team. And it seemed like they weren't really sure what this team was going to look like when all the pieces were put together. It obviously came together for them. And it's interesting because they're just behind the sun in their uh, conference. And I actually think that I would rather take the Mystics versus the Sun in that situation. So I do still think that they're 
going to be a little bit undervalued because people are going to be so high on the Connecticut Sun. And I get it. The Connecticut Sun are incredible, but we also know that they're kind of the team that is at the top of those stat categories, but they don't necessarily deliver uh, come playoff time. So I still need a little bit more from the Sun to be convinced that they can win a championship. And, and on the Mystics, too, one of the things that stuck out to me, um, best under team coming into today. Another game goes under the total uh, best defensive team, our second best defensive team, one of the slowest paced teams. I would assume that this is something that continues. Yeah, absolutely. What's really tough with this team, though, is that Elena Deladon has said that she's not necessarily going to travel every time. So you just have to pay such close attention to when she's playing and when she's not, um, because that just obviously affects the point spread so much. So that's the only thing that's been a little bit tough with handicapping this Mystics team. It's also really fortunate for them because they're having to play without their best player sometimes. And then that means that the other players have to step up and get a couple more reps. So I think it's going to help them long term for the full season. But it is something that's tough game to game. Yeah. And opening night, I joined Danielle, by the way, she was on uh, host my guys in the desert that afternoon we were talking WNBA season and Washington yeah Washington was kind of one of those teams that we said was going to be a wild card Mike Tebow by the way I think one of the best coaches in the league and he's really good with young players and he's going to have to be because of what Danielle mentioned in terms of uh Elena Deladon maybe not traveling on every road game, but uh, one team that doesn't have a lot of young players, but has a lot of veteran players, but not looking very good right now are the Phoenix Mercury. Aside from the Brittany Griner situation, Danielle, do you see that this gets any better with a lot of veterans and a lot of championship experience on this team? So it's exactly what you said, Wes. I love to bet on a veteran team. What's tough is there seems like a little bit of turmoil on this team. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Dana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins-Smith getting into it a Mm -hmm. little bit on the bench and their loss versus the Aces, a game that it seemed like they were going to be able to definitely cover and maybe even win, but then kind of fell apart in the second half. They also lost their coach, as we know, Sandy Brondello, to the New York Liberty in the offseason. I'm wondering how much of an impact that's made on their team as well. So Brittany Griner being wrong are gone. Skylar Diggins-Smith and Diana Taurasi arguing, and Skylar Diggins-Smith then sitting out with illness, which was really fun because everyone was tweeting she's sick of DT. Um, But it just seems like there's a lot of turmoil going on on that team. And of course, again, a new coach, a new situation. So I just think there's too many things that are going wrong for them right now. And another thing with Phoenix, they also have a new coach. Danielle mentioned Sandy Brundello now in New York with the Liberty. It is Vanessa Nygaard. And Vanessa Nygaard, a Bill Beer disciple. She was on the Aces staff here in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. And we know Bill Beer. we were talking about it during one of the breaks earlier in the show, loves to play through the post. And I think Vanessa yeah. Nygaard kind of wants to do that. You don't really have the personnel. Number one, you don't have Brittany Griner, who's still being detained, I think, unfairly over in Russia. But mm-hmm. you've got all these guards that I think want to be pace and space. And that's just not a fit with Diana. So I wonder if this I mean, team Tina is Charles. a Yeah, yeah, go ahead. They did get Tina Charles. But yeah. I think with the depth and whatnot, I just don't know what a fit this offense is with Diana, who, you know, we know what Diana wants to do. She wants to score the ball and she wants to shoot but I wonder if this is a sell team long term Danielle or if they're going to finally figure it out yeah and side note too it was funny a friend was talking to me and I think just realized that Brittany Griner has been missing for 90 days and he's a big NBA fan and he was like are you kidding me if right. LeBron was detained for 90 days you're telling me he wouldn't have this guy back here so that's just absurd that it's been as long as it has and the Bill Lambeer thing is, is just funny too because they had him on the broadcast they had a thank you game for him recently and he said his favorite part of retirement is that he's not responsible for anyone anymore but um, as it pertains to the Mercury I agree that's what they're, she's going to want to try to do is run it through the post they don't have that option right now and the Mercury are going to live and die by their three right now so let's talk about some other disappointing starts uh new york liberty looked like a team that had like some positivity going into this year <laughs> better health right it looked like maybe they had some upside as well uh but 
Worst ATS record by percentage. They're one and four through five games at this point. Last in net rating by a mile. Last in offense. Ellie, how bad does this get? Is this the worst team? Do we continue to play against this team because the market clearly has not caught up to how poor they have been, and it has been bad? So cover-wise, maybe worst team right now, but I don't think that necessarily will continue. So what's really nice is one of the guests I've been having on the LA city cast, which you can check out wherever you get your podcast is uh, miles Ehrlich, who's actually a writer who covers the New York Liberty. And so I asked him what's been going on with them because since that opener, when they actually beat a really good team, they haven't been able to put it together. They didn't really have any practices. They had games back to back almost a day apart. And so they weren't really having any practices to kind of shore up what was going wrong for them. They also have Benajah Laney out with injury. Um, And of course, if you're only having to rely on Sabrina Ionescu, that's pretty easy to kind of just focus on the one player. Uh, They've been really struggling in the post. They just absolutely have no presence there. And so it just seems like they need to kind of put a couple things together. Again, a couple players out with injury uh, as well. So once they kind of get back to full strength and get a couple more practices under their belt, I like what Sandy Brondella did with them. We already saw a change for them in that first game. I think that's going to continue. So I don't think the rest of the season they're going to be a disappointment, but it's tough because you said who's the worst team. I think the Indiana Fever, but then and they've been covering spreads. Yeah, I mean, they're young and plucky. By the way, they did have six uh, draft picks in the WNBA draft this year. So uh, trying to get that turned around. Another team, Danielle, looking to turn it around. They did just get Kayla McBride back from Turkey. But the Minnesota Lynx, and I know this was an interesting team because Sylvia Fowles is last year. uh, Nafisa Collier, of course, uh, about to give birth here this month if she hasn't already. So she's going to be out, at least for the interim. How do you treat the Minnesota Lynx? Do you think that they're eventually going to figure that out because I was saying maybe this is a sell team for now but could be a buy team later in the season when they get full strength sure I could see that I mean I don't like to bet against the Sylvia Fowles team ever I learned my lesson on that last year but the Lynx kind of seem like they're in panic mode and I'm wondering if it's because it's Sylvia supposed last year I keep saying that because I keep holding out hope that she's going to cancel that out I know how much she loves to play and how competitive she is she just has other things she wants to do but with that in mind if this is her campaign kind of the end of the year it seems like they're dropping pieces picking new people up they're really trying to piecemeal a team here together and it's not very cohesive yet you said they got Kayla McBride back that's going to be a huge help we already saw that lift for them. So yeah, maybe later in the season, but I don't know if they're going to figure this out. They kind of seem like they're flailing a little bit. So let's talk about the cream of the crop then, or at least it seems to be. We've mentioned the Connecticut Sun a little bit. Uh, what about the Las Vegas Aces? Uh, like I, I watched this team, Danielle, and I do see like Becky Hammonds and the NBA type fingerprint and influence on this squad. Asia Wilson, they're not shooting a lot of threes, but she's shooting threes, trying to keep offenses, um, or excuse me, defenses a little bit honest. Their only blemish is a game in which they led by double digits against the Mystics. This team is leading the league in offensive efficiency. They lead the league in pace. This looks pretty like a modern NBA team almost to a certain extent. How good is this going to get for Las Vegas? Yeah. I mean, they're the team to beat their four and O commissioner cup games. They have five players that are averaging double digits. Four of them have 14 or more per game. And then their top two scorers, Kelsey Plum and Jackie young, nearly 20 points per game is what they're averaging. So they can get it done from anywhere. So how do you guard against that? I think it's going to be trouble for, for example, the Connecticut sun, who's I think the leader in defensive rating right now. Um, there's just, it's, it's unbelievable what, Becky's been able to do with them starting the season six and one. There's just no weakness. It almost seems like they're also the healthiest team in the WNBA. They haven't been dealing with players being gone overseas or injuries really. And so for that, that's also an explanation for why they've started as strong as they have. So you could say, oh, if they get an injury, is that going to be a huge loss to this team? And it'll be interesting to see because I do think that unfortunately they have a lot of depth. I don't know about bench 
depth, but I just mean on the court of those five starters, anybody can get it done. All right, last 45. You got anything for tomorrow? Aces are going to take on L.A. in the Liz Cambage revenge game. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know what this line is going to be. I wonder if it's going to be something like double digits. Unfortunately, the aces tend to be a little bit overvalued because of how good they are on the line. So my favorite thing to do is let them fall behind and come in on bet on them. I did that versus the Mercury on Saturday. They were down. I got the aces money line at minus 115. And then, of course, they came back to smack that game. So that's my favorite way to bet aces games because the total tends to be inflated and also the line tends to be inflated. So do I want to bet on the Sparks against this Aces team? Not particularly. I might look for a spot on the Aces in-game. Even though Danielle and I do both stand for UCLA Bruin Jordan Canada, who is part of that yeah. Sparks roster. By the way, 10 here at Circus Sports. Aces tomorrow. favor tomorrow. There you go. 10-point line. Danielle, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. You got it. All right. We're all done. It was a lot of golf <laughs> on Hardwood Handicappers. Wes, appreciated. Good to be with you, bro. We're all done. You can find uh, this up on visa.com slash podcast run line coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.